0: And welcome once again to another edition of A Plain Answer here at Redeemer Broadcasting. I'm Dan Elmendorf. On the Skype line with us today is the CEO of Liberty Sentinel Media, Alex Newman. And Alex, it's so wonderful to have you back with us again.
1: It's wonderful to be here. Thank you so much, Dan.
0: Now you have... um, background in being an international journalist, an educator, an author, a consultant. Um, You often are splitting your time, I guess, between the United States and Europe. Uh, You're married with five children, and you've got a lot of experience. Um, what are you seeing out there today that kind of rises to the surface uh, that um, is of concern? Let's say to Christians and Christian parents that you'd like to bring to our attention today. And, and it's a mouthful, right? And also, um, what's a solution to that as we as we go forward?
1: Uh, well, thank you, Dan. I, I think uh, one of the things that's been on my radar for actually for a long time now, but I've really spent the last few weeks focused almost exclusively on this is the uh, expansion of something called social-emotional learning. Uh, It sounds very nice and very harmless uh, into schools all over the United States and all over the world, including, incidentally, Christian schools. Mm. And uh, so I'm looking at the genesis of this. I'm looking at uh, the relationship with what the UN is doing. I actually came across uh, an agency of UNESCO, which is the UN Education Department, trying to standardize uh, so-called education all over the world. And uh, the things that I found are... uh, extremely alarming. I mean, occult, New Age, a one world spirituality, uh, radical political values, uh, all being inculcated in children using highly advanced forms of psychological manipulation. And, um, you know, you don't have to dig very far to prove that this really just comes straight out of the pit of hell.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's very concerning. Um, what kinds of stuff are they trying to shove down our kids' throats?
1: Well, they're, they're very open about the fact that uh, they're using these tactics to uh, bring about what they describe, actually, as kind of universal spirituality. Um, and, you know, when you look at th- this one agency that I have focused in on, it's called the Mahatma Gandhi Institute of Education for Peace and Sustainable Development. It's a, a branch of UNESCO, which mm-hmm. is the UN agency that deals with education. Um, You know, if you go to their website, they say, we're building kinder brains in children. We're using neuroscience to rewire the brains of these children. Uh, And you dig a little deeper and you see, wow, uh, this is an organization that is absolutely dominated from top to bottom by pagans, uh, new agers, communists, actual communists, right? Members of the Communist Party, members of Communist parties that have slaughtered millions of people around the world. Um, And, of course, you've got the, the fringe psychiatrists and the neuroscientists, and they're all working together on uh, promoting these uh, values. And they say so very openly. They say, we're, you know, we're transforming the values of children. We're transforming attitudes. We're transforming society using this education. And so um, I've dug into social-emotional learning uh, quite a bit. And one of the things that I found most interesting is that the genesis of this, according to the organization funded by Bill Gates that is really pushing this around the world, it's called Castle. It's the premier organization promoting social-emotional learning. And on their history page, they actually said that the idea for this came out of the Fetzer Institute, which I had never heard of the Fetzer Institute. So I looked it up, and it took all of 30 seconds to figure out that this is a front for New Age occultism. Uh, The founder was a disciple of Alice Bailey, uh, the founder of the Lucifer Publishing Company. Oh, dear. Um, Oh, yeah. No, Alice Bailey claimed to be communicating with these uh, spiritual entities she described as ascended masters. Um, and they were giving her, she claimed, a special revelation and, you know, what we needed to do to, to evolve into the new age. And um, as you read it, it, it's very blatantly satanic. I mean, it, it, she she actually believed and the people she learned from believed that Lucifer was actually the good guy. Lucifer had come to bring us knowledge and liberate us from this oppressive God, Jehovah, that was keeping us prisoner in the garden um, and so that's kind of the background there. And, and all these people operate pretty openly, right? The, the guy who wrote the U.N. World Core Curriculum, which they say should be taught in every school on the planet, um, in the teacher's manual for the World Core Curriculum, he admits openly, right, with his own signature underneath it, saying that uh, this is based on the teachings of Alice Bailey and the um, the Tibetan teacher Javal Kuhl. Well, Javal Kuhl was not a Tibetan or a teacher uh, or even a human being. This was one of the demons that Alice Bailey was communicating uh. with. So, um, you know, again, you don't have to dig really far to figure out what's going on here. It's kind of out in the open. Uh, A lot of these people will tell you that they are consulting with these spiritual entities as they work out these things. And this UN Institute is is very open about the fact that their propaganda is in classrooms around the world, that they're having an impact in school systems in every corner of this planet. And, uh, you know, I think people ought to be very concerned, especially now that this stuff is getting into Christian schools, too.
0: Yeah. What bothers me is that uh, they they use words that are very deceiving and that sounds really touchy-feely, really nice, you know, social, emotional learning. And it reminds me of a scripture verse where it talks about Satan, how that he transforms himself into an angel of light. Have you ever thought about that?
1: That's exactly what's happening here. Right. It's exactly what's happening here. So Mm. this is marketed as something good, as something spiritual, as something beneficial to our children, uh, as, you know, making our children kinder. And yet it is exactly the opposite of that. And, you know, Lucifer's disguise as an angel of light is the perfect analogy to what we're witnessing here.
0: Yeah, and they want to be spiritual, but when the spirituality includes Christianity, then they say, oh, no, we don't mean that part of the spiritual.
1: Yeah, exactly. Uh, and, and, you know, they're, they're pretty open about this too. You know, there, there's a uh, one lady called uh Lisa Lanteri or whatever. Um, and, and she's, she's been very active in this. She actually admits that she's consulting with these spiritual entities that are supposedly guiding her. And, um, you know, she talks about, uh, and and some of her colleagues. That we we don't want to throw the bath, baby out with the bathwater, right? Yeah, we kicked out prayer, we kicked out the Ten Commandments, and that's fine. But uh, you know, we don't want to get rid of all spirituality. Mm-hmm. And so, th- you know, this is a very occult, new age spirituality. And the UN has been driving at this for a long time, right? And in Agenda 21, this was a, a UN international agreement on sustainable development adopted in uh, 1992. Uh, They actually say in chapter 36, which deals with education, that uh, this education needs to be infused with spirituality. There you go. The thing is, they mean something very different than a a Christian would mean with that term. Yeah, they
0: they really do. Uh, Today we're talking with Alex Newman, and he's the CEO of Liberty Sentinel Media. Alex, I can't figure out how you find enough time to do everything that you do. Uh, Tell us a little bit of, of what you get involved with besides all this stuff that we're discussing today.
1: Uh, well, I appreciate it, Dan. So, um, among other things, I'm a homeschool dad. My wife and I have five children and we homeschool them. Um, you know, my company, Liberty Sentinel Media, we produce a lot of content for a lot of different uh, media outlets. I do a number of different shows, TV shows that air across a number of different networks. I produce articles for a lot of different publications, uh, including the Epic Times and many others. Um, I, I actually am senior editor of the New American Magazine, and I serve as a volunteer executive director for a Public School Exit, which is a ministry um, dedicated to working with Christians, uh, pastors, parents, etc uh to explain, you know, the biblical understanding of education, right? Cuz the Bible's filled with insight into oh, yeah. what a real education looks like, uh, and also to sound the alarm about what is happening in the public school system that uh is just absolutely contrary to everything that the Bible teaches. So um so yeah, I'm definitely very busy, uh, but uh, you know, I feel it's a it's a tremendous honor to be able to do the work that I do and just you know, work uh, work for the kingdom, serve my Lord.
0: So. It's it's wonderful. It's I, I it's an honor to talk with you. I I'm reading a book right now uh, for the Covenant Home, a little program that we do, and we read excerpts from a book. We go through a bunch of books that are interested to uh, Covenant Home listeners, and the one we're working through right now is called "Wisdom for Kings and Queens: Truth for Life" from the Book of Proverbs by Jared Longshore, and uh, it's amazing all the all the wonderful things we can glean for our christian families from the book of proverbs and i just love the book of proverbs it's very practical what about other reading materials that you would advise a christian family particularly a family that maybe is into this public school exit that you talked about
1: well, you know, I, I want to start at the book of Proverbs. The book of Proverbs is so filled with wisdom on these subjects. I I often go to Proverbs 1-7 and Proverbs nine ten when talking about education, because, you know, God does an outline for us, you know, you need 27 credit hours of science and 13 credit hours of English to have a well-rounded education, but he does give us the basics, right? Um, Proverbs 1-7, Proverbs 9-10, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Amen. So if you're missing that beginning, everything else that you pile on top of it is going to be a fraud, it's going to be a counterfeit, And that's what our children are getting in public schools right now. Um, There's actually a a wonderful book written by a friend of mine, Israel Wayne, uh, called uh, Does God Have an Opinion on Education? And the short answer is yes, he absolutely does. (laughs) (laughs) So if people want the Notes version of that, rather than reading the the whole Bible cover to cover, uh, you can get that book. It's very, very good. Um, I co-wrote a book on this subject uh, some years ago with my friend and late colleague, Dr. Samuel Blumenfeld. And uh, well, oh, yeah. you know, we, we go into kind of the history of how we got here. And, of course, it was by being unfaithful to God. Uh, if you read your, your Bible, you will never see any delegation of authority over education or the raising of children, much less discipling, for Caesar. Right? Caesar's it's job true. is to punish evil, not to raise our kids for us. And so that's where we went wrong. So those are some some basic resources I would recommend. You can go to our website, publicschoolexit.com. We've got a lot of stuff there. And uh, we actually did two special issues of the New American Magazine. One was in uh, 2019 called Rescuing Our Children. Another was in uh, 2021 called Saving Our Children. And uh, both of those are kind of the compressed version of all this information. And then I did a 22-part series for the Epic Times on all this. I think all of that would be really useful for people who are interested in these questions because uh, I I believe this is among the most important issues we could be dealing with. And you get a lot of pastors who say, well, you know, I'm just focused on the gospel. I'm just focused on the Great Commission. And we should be focused on the Great Commission. Right? Mm, we are We are to make sure. disciples of all nations. We are to baptize them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. We are to teach them to obey all the things that our <laughs> Lord has commanded us. And one of those things is the proper raising and education of our children. It is. And you know, when people tell me that they're they're focused on making disciples and, you know, we're sending missionaries to Haiti and, you know, that's wonderful. We should be doing that as a church. But if you're going to make disciples of all nations and lose your own children, you've really got your priorities backwards. That is so true. Our first ministry is to our home and to our family.
0: And it's and it's a regret that you can never get over. If you ever lose your children, uh, it, it's just a terrible thing. Part of your heart has been ripped out, and so you'll end up praying as you should for your children anyway, but uh, hoping and praying that they'll come back. But when you have the opportunity to keep them, <laughs> to train them, to be men and women of God, why not take that opportunity and 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 keep them, um, keep them in your home as long as possible. Train them, and it it worked for us. I to God's glory, my wife was willing and wanted to homeschool even before I caught on. She just knew that she she had to do this, and and God blessed that effort. He blessed it tremendously. Um, what about what about that Christian family out there today? We're talking with Alex Newman that says, uh, "But we're too busy. Uh, you know, we're we're taxed to death. We both got to work. Da 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 da. Hey, do you ever find that?" coming up as a as a real concern
1: i do and you know i i'll say to start off with i'm sympathetic but at the same time i get really frustrated with that because we get Mm -hmm. so many people who will who will say "Oh, you know i'd love to do that but you know, my wife and I both have to work and, you know, we're, we're struggling. And then you go outside in the parking lot and they've got, you know, a 2021 Mercedes Benz <laughs> and they talk about, we got our vacation home in Colorado. Yes, and It's like, what What are your priorities, right? If, if your priority is driving a fancy car and living in a big house and going on fancy vacations, yeah, I could see why you would struggle mm-hmm. to educate your own children, um, you know, and, and, and mooch off your fellow citizens and use their taxpayer money to right. have your children miseducated in a pagan and godless system. But if we if we have our priorities right, uh, this really should be a no-brainer, right? Our, our goat-herding ancestors thousands of years ago could afford to educate their own children. How can we say that we can't? It just <laughs> – it doesn't compute. We live in the richest society that man has ever seen. For someone to say that I can't afford to educate my own children, I, I, it just doesn't compute, really. And you yeah. know, there are always the exceptions. There's the, you know, the single mom, you know, deadbeat husband ran off. You know, you, you have those things, and that's where I think the church really has an obligation to step in and say, "Look, honey, you know, your your husband left, and you got these kids, and we're, we, as a church, we as the body of Christ, are not going to let those children be indoctrinated to, yes. to hate the Lord. And so, we're going to do what it takes. We're going to help you homeschool, or we're going to help you get a scholarship to a good Christian school. Yes. You know, we as as the church need to really step up here. and and support others in the body of Christ.
0: Yes, in our area, we live in the mid-Hudson Valley of New York State. There is uh, one... Maybe more, but there's one good, really, really good Christian school that I'm familiar with, and that is Chapelfield Christian School, and it's in the Pine Bush area. And they're just doing an amazing job, just an amazing job. And uh, they've adopted more and more of the classical education model, and they, they also will work with homeschoolers so that, you know, you kind of ha- are able to interact with them. Maybe your child doesn't go there full-time or even part-time, But somehow you're connected with this really fine Christian school. So, uh, yeah, these private Christian schools, my hat is off to them. And it's not easy, because uh, sometimes they'll get a kid, and he acts up, and you've got that multiplied by 20, 30, 40, 50 times, and it's a a very full load for these teachers.
1: Yeah, it is. It is. and. Um, You know, education is, it can be difficult, it it can be a sacrifice, but uh, there's really very few things that are more rewarding. And, um, you know, if we follow the Bible, the Bible just speaks so clearly on this, you know, I I point people even to the Old Testament, Deuteronomy chapter 6, Deuteronomy chapter 11. You know, parents are supposed to be Training up their children and teaching them about God and about God's laws when they're waking up in the morning, when they're walking by the way, when they're sitting down to eat, when they're laying down to go to bed. I mean, there's no time when we're not supposed to be teaching our children. And yes, we can delegate some of that out. Right? We we can hire a tutor. We can join a homeschool co-op. We can even, you know, ask uh, fellow believers Mm -hmm. to help in the process of educating our children. But ultimately, the buck stops with the parents. It is the parents who were given this responsibility by God, and it is the parents who are are going to be held to account and who are going to be held yes. responsible for what they did with that responsibility.
0: Yeah, it may, it may come as a surprise to some parents. They've gotten into this parenting thing saying, oh, it's a nice little baby. Let's have a baby. And then another one comes along and then another one. You realize, wait a minute, what am I going to do with these little guys? <laughs> and they say, what? I've got to educate them. And it, and it can really be a, a, a rude awakening, I think, to some parents.
1: Yeah, it is, you know, and uh, having gone through that myself right, a number of times. You know, it, but if you rely on God, uh, he will get you through it, right? Um, he, he created us for this. He wouldn't have entrusted you with the responsibility of those children uh, if you weren't capable of doing it. In fact, I, I like to tell people there's nobody more qualified— to, to educate and raise and disciple and love your children than you. There, there's nobody on the planet that loves them more than it's you true. love them. And, uh, you know, p- people think that you need a, a Ph.D. in education or at least a bachelor's degree. In fact, I would say if you have a Ph.D. in education or if you have a bachelor's degree in education, you're far less qualified to teach children than an average mom or dad because you know so much th- of what you learned is wrong.
0: I think you might be right there. I, years ago, I would have disagreed, but I, you know what? In, in learning more and more and, and more life experiences, I'm saying, oh, yeah. I get it now. <laughs> I'm a slow learner. Um, today, we're talking with Alex Newman. Um, you've already addressed the social-emotional learning and the UN effort and all of that. You got into that. Are there any other topics that are on the top of your mind before we end on a positive note? And it's already been positive, but anything else that, that we really need to be aware of and, and, and you know, as responsible Christian parents and grandparents uh, don't let it take it by surprise.
1: Well, you know, one of the things that I've been speaking about across the country over the last six months or so is um, the, the use of crises, the weaponization of fear and ignorance to get us to make really dumb choices as yeah. individuals, as families, and as a society. And, uh, you know, we saw that very clearly in in early 2020 with COVID, right, when the idiot box started telling you, you're all going to die unless you do exactly what we say and give up all your freedom. Uh, You know, that should have been a a really obvious red flag for discerning Christians. Wait a minute. The Lord didn't send me a spirit of fear. Why are these clowns (laughs) on the television trying to terrorize me into giving up my freedom? Uh, so we, we should have recognized right away that something was wrong. there. And, uh, you know, we need to have grace with, with those who didn't. But I, I hope it will have better prepared us for what's coming. Right. Uh, in in summer of last year, I started traveling the country warning people that uh, we were going to face more and more increasingly extreme crises being used as uh, some real. Uh, you sure. know, some it, it would have happened and some that were or, or, uh, manufactured or orchestrated uh, and that we as Christians we're going to be under tremendous pressure to uh, to comply and to succumb to this hysteria. But, um, you know, I think we need to be prepared for that and we need to recognize, first of all, we must not be in fear, right? If you're making decisions out of fear, True. uh, that is wrong. And, and second of all, uh, you know, I, I think the months and, and maybe the years ahead, we're going to see some real difficulties, um, you know, without, without trying to sugarcoat it, some real economic turbulence. Right. I, I think we're going to see, you know, more pandemics. We're going to see, you know, cyber attacks. We're going to see potential global war and, um, You know, all of this is the enemy, uh... Doing what he does, right? Trying to kill, murder, steal, destroy, take as exactly. many souls to hell with him as possible. But ultimately, we have to trust in the sovereignty of our God. That everything that happens is ultimately going to be for His glory. If you're a believer, everything that happens uh, in your life is ultimately also for uh, for your good, right? And so, uh, we need to have confidence that God is in charge. That God understands this. None of this is a surprise to Him. But we do need to do what He's called us to do. He's, he's given us a lot of instructions in His Word, and we need to be faithful to that, right? We're, we're the body of Christ there are many members we've all got different functions different roles you know you you do radio programs other people may be educators other people may be pastors god has given us a lot of different things to do and we can't all do them all but um we do need to figure out you know where do we belong in this uh, cosmic battle that's going on, where do, where would God have us serve? And figure that out, be in prayer, read the Word of God, and and figure out where you belong. Because, yeah. you know, you don't want to sit on the sidelines right now. When Jesus comes back, you want Him to find you busy.
0: <laughs> oh, amen. Now, I uh, I just brought up your website here, one of many, I guess, uh, publicschoolexit.com And you have all these little tabs in there, school options, state legal Frequently Asked Questions, uh, Facts and Stats, Uh, are there any particular, Ted, that you would want one of our listeners to go to first as they start perusing this website?
1: You know, it, it depends a lot on where you're at. Uh, if, if you still have children in government schools, I'd say the first thing you want to click on is steps to exit, right, <laughs> so where do I get from where I am to where I need to be, yeah. um, and, and that's, you know, that, that's where you start, steps to exit right there, so, you know, first step, make the right decision, right, so there we've got, you know, why would you want to get out, here's some frequently asked questions. Um, one of our board members, uh, who used to be the Secretary of Education for the state of Arizona, uh, I think the title is a Superintendent of Public Schools for the state of Arizona, uh, after four years of that and having served in every capacity in the state's education system, she said, you can't fix this. You know, you got to get the kids out. So she did a legal analysis for us in all 50 states looking at what the legal requirements are for you to pull your child. So, you know, we've done all the work for you. You just well, need to make the right decisions and act on it. So that's a good starting point. Uh, there, there's so much more there. Um, you know, if you don't have kids or your kids are already safe or they're already grown, um, you know, you want to help, we've got to fund a student option. Right? We were just talking about what about right. families that – feel like they can't afford it. Well, we we want to make that possible. Uh, if you've got elders at your church and they uh, they don't quite understand the significance of this yet, we've got material for them. Uh, you know, we, we will send experts to you. If you want to start a school, we'll connect you with the people who can help oh, you wonderful. start a Christian school. Whatever you need, we want to be a, a one-stop shop, a resource for the church and for families.
0: I noticed that you included some how-to videos, and that that excites me. You know, feet on the ground, practical stuff. And, you know, you've got session one, two, session three, how to transition out of the public school, getting started, steps to exit. And this is very practical stuff. So I would encourage our listeners, if you've been thinking about it, and now you're really concerned, you're hearing what's going on in the public school, maybe you ought to check this out, Public school exit.com in the last uh, two minutes uh, let's wrap it up today we're talking with Alex Newman Uh, Alex um, some of this can be overwhelming and you've mentioned it already God has not given us a spirit of fear but of power and of love and of a sound mind is there anything else that we should think about to be encouraged in the Lord regarding all this stuff
1: well, you know, I, I would say I recognize that things look bad right now. And, and you know, I, I understand why somebody would feel demoralized. <laughs> I mean, we look around <laughs> us and say, man, evil is just totally running wild. it has got control of all the institutions. But, uh, you know, I'll, I'll do a... Um, uh, uh, Cheat sheet. Go to the end of the book, and um, what you'll find. You know, spend some time in Revelation chapter nineteen, right? Uh, our Lord is coming back. This evil is going to be crushed. It mm-hmm. is going to be stopped. Every knee is going to bow. Every tongue is going to confess. Uh, and so we need to be joyful, right? We we are in the world, but we are not of the world. <laughs> this thing is passing away. If you're with Christ, you're on the winning team. You uh, you've got this. No matter what they do to us, they can never pluck us out of His hand. And so be encouraged. Be joyful. Um, and but. You know, do what God has told us to do. Find out where you belong, what you should be doing, and and do it. Don't be sitting on the couch waiting for others to do it. You do it yourself, and, um, you know, just rejoice knowing that uh, our God is still in charge, and this is going to end in an amazing way.
0: Yes, amen. And um, also, how important it is to to be in a, a Christ-centered church and worship with God's people, right? It's critical
1: it's absolutely critical you know <laughs> if you're in one of these milk toast churches uh, lukewarm churches are going to spend a little bit of time in, in revelation uh, you'll find out what our Lord thinks about lukewarm Christians right? there should be no lukewarm Christians you need to be bold <laughs> you need to be zeal you need to be on fire for our father's business and so you know get to it find a good church if you're not in one right now if the pastor refuses to do what the church has been called to do then um, You know, you got to find something else.
0: Yeah. Well, I want to thank you very much. Alex Newman, you fit us in, uh, and you didn't have to do that. I mean, you've got many larger outfits and outlets you could be on, but thank you for coming on a little Redeemer Broadcasting here today. We really appreciate it.
1: Well, it's a a real honor, Dan. I appreciate so much what you're doing. Thank you for having me on, and God bless you. Hopefully we'll talk soon.
0: Same to you. Dear listener, please join us next week for another edition of A Plain Answer.